look here i have my own journal uh this setup i have been using for the past five years and it was for a season that i was looking for uh validation and it just helped me bring the attention back to myself and it's just the three things that are important to me uh not the to-do list but what really matters uh, something that I'm grateful for, something that I'm proud of, something that I dream of, and something that I pray for. Something simple but effective, as well as notebooks. I love anything that has to do with, oh, this one is another version of the journal, but I have notebooks as well because I love anything relating to journaling. So if you love journaling, you can check them out at lifewithfrancy.com slash shop and i have it in spanish as well <laughs> um hello and welcome to life with francy podcast a place where you will find all kinds of conversation like mental health self-love self-care trauma hobbies and more with this podcast i want to create a community where we support one another in business and personal life hope you enjoy this episode now let's get the show started this conversation was thanks to podmatch an amazing community for podcast hosts and podcast guests to have amazing collaborations like this one and they have tools and resources to help anybody in the podcasting world so now let's welcome sherry i have sherry today and who is an attorney and asset protection coach who teaches entrepreneurs how to merge their business plan with their estate plan to create a moat around their assets for over a decade, she has taught, led, and counseled entrepreneurs at every phase of their business. I am so excited to have her on my podcast. Tell us, Cherie, uh, what is life with you? Oh my gosh, look, in a word, chaotic some days, but I'm so glad to be here um, because all the things you said, even though I'm an asset protection coach, I'm still a full-time mom and I'm a full-time practicing attorney. Oh my goodness. How do you manage all of that? And you have your podcast. <laughs> and I have a podcast. Well, you have your journal. I have a very good calendar that I use and it just kind of keeps me organized. So that's the main way that I do it, but also with a lot of prayer and good relationships and friendships. I love that. So yeah, tell us a little bit about your story. So from the time, you know, I guess, as early as three years old as I can remember, I grew up with my mom being sick. And when I was 16, she passed away. And she passed away in a nursing home um, at the age of 36. So yeah, so fast forward, my brother and I are living with relatives. We eventually, you know, land at my grandparents' house after we lived with a couple of different relatives. And um, it's different. It's just a trying time because at 36, you don't think that you need long-term care insurance. You don't think that you need life insurance. And you often don't think that you need to have a guardian for your minor children. So a lot of my early years really shaped who I am and what I do now as an asset protection coach. Um, you know, we faced some struggles when my grandparents passed away because they didn't have a will or a trust. And so there was this huge argument in our family about who should get what. And, you know, that along with the failed business venture led me down this path and boom, here I am today. 
Oh my goodness. And yeah, that is a conversation that you do not hear a lot of people having it unless you go through it and now to talk to about because we have it in um uh, in Puerto Rico. I'm from Puerto Rico and we have seen other families do it. Where even in my house, my mom owns the house, but not the land around it. So everything, so I, I get it that we have to be taken care of and especially when we have kids. So I love your mission. Tell us more about it. Well, and you know what? It was not a straight line. Um, I didn't go to law school until I was 30 years old. You know, I'd had a career in real estate. Yeah, in the mortgage industry. I went to law school. My son was six months old and my daughter was three. And it was hard. You know, I'd been out of school for a while. I'd gone to grad school and I had to do a, a U-turn because back in 07, 08, when, you know, the market crashed, I lost everything. So I had to start over. You know, I went from being a business owner to, you know, making five twenty-five an hour working at my daughter's daycare part-time while I was in law school. And I really appreciate the experience because it caused me to reset. There are so many lessons that I learned during that time, you know, I was getting the formal education in law school, but, you know, I had the school of hard knocks to really show me as a practical application, what can happen when you don't plan properly. So that is, you know, it was a zigzag, but, you know, fast forward, I became an attorney. I've been practicing about 13, yeah, about 13 years. And I've been coaching people all around the world for about three years now. Wow. I mean, I love that because when you, I mean, I'm 36 and my birthday just happened in November <laughs> and uh, well, it's going to sound weird and they interview anyways, but uh, how, how do you just say, okay, I'm going to law school now. Cause I know that's a, is a hard decision because as an adult, like we're done, we're supposed to just by your thirties, you're supposed to have it, figure it out. And if you haven't, you're stuck with whatever you're doing. How do you like go back to school? In a word, scarcity. When I tell you I lost everything, you know, I had rental properties, all kind of stuff, businesses. I lost it all because I didn't properly plan and my business went under, you know, right before I went to law school. So I had to go back and literally live with my brother for a period of time. And so almost a year had gone by and I had not made a dime. So, you know, you're looking at these children and you're like, how am I going to feed them? Mm -hmm. You know, what am I going to do? And so I just made it up in my mind that I was going to find a better way, you know, to live my life and create a legacy for my family. And so now because of all that, I'm helping other entrepreneurs do the same thing. I absolutely love that. And how did the coaching business come about? Well, the pandemic, thank you, pandemic. I know that sounds crazy because a lot of people lost a lot and I'm so blessed that no one that was close to me um, passed away during the pandemic mm -hmm. um, and so you know I was really still for the first time in years because usually with my practice I'm in court three to four days a week and when I'm not in court I'm taking the kids to dance lessons taekwondo football practice soccer tumbling so you know because I'm, I'm, I'm also a single mom mm -hmm. And so I'm all over the place. So now the pandemic has hit and no one can go anywhere. And I'm literally just at home. I'm making three meals a day, which we never do. Um, and I'm just being very open. 
And, you know, there's a lot of things going on on social media. You see people doing all sorts of skits and offering training courses. And so that's how it started. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm, uh, I'm loving it because a lot of people, some people make so many excuses. And you are like out here overcoming and then going to the next thing and to the next thing. I love that mindset because that's like the mindset that I have. Like when the obstacle comes, it's like, oh, okay, now we need a redirection. So, um, yeah, tell us more about your coaching. So basically what I do, I work with entrepreneurs. I do have some individuals that don't have businesses, but may desire to, to have a business. and. A lot of it is mindset work and knowing what to do, how to buy assets and how to protect those assets. So part of building a moat around your personal assets and your business assets, we start with the decision tree and the decision tree starts like this. Is your business e-commerce or is it brick and mortar? Because depending on the type of business, that's going to, you know, leverage the type of advice I can give you. Also, do you have the type of business that's public facing where you want people to know that you're associated with the business or do you require anonymity? You know, some people may not want the world to know that they own half of Montana. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are different ways we can do that. There are certain states that you can file in like Wyoming, Delaware and Nevada that will give you a certain level of anonymity. We also ask other questions um, in terms of the type of industry that you're in. Because depending on the type of industry, you may be regulated. You know, does your business require certain professional licenses or permits outside of your normal business permit? So we just kind of go through the decision tree on the business side. And then on the personal side, and this is what is really important, um, because a lot of people think that this, is, this process is expensive. So anyone who's in business, you probably already have something that you're paying insurance for, right? Insurance premiums on, right? Okay, so you have an insurance agent. You know, most of us have a banking or, you know, some sort of checking or savings account. So we have a relationship with a bank. We're all supposed to be paying taxes. So we should have a relationship with someone who is preparing our taxes. Mm -hmm. Part of what I do, um, this is just like a mindset shift and people don't think to do this. You have to put those people together as a team. Stop letting them work in silos you give them a directive that's about the overall health of your business. And so I'm like the quarterback for your asset protection team. I get all your financial professionals, your attorneys, your insurance agents, your financial advisors, your financial planners. I help you understand what they're supposed to be doing. You authorize them to talk to each other. And I help you communicate the goals for your business in a way that will grow your business. And really, it frees you up. Now, you're already paying these people in some form or fashion, and often what happens is you recognize savings because now everybody's on the same page. I I love it. I'm here. I You can talk forever. I know that we're taking care of your voice today, but I'm just like, okay, yes, please tell me more because I, um, this business, I'm playing with the big girls now. As I have my podcast and I'm trying to do my journals and all of that stuff, but I'm into this world and I don't know anything about. So I love the advice that you have because not a lot of people, and I have seen it on social media where they get that uh, famous status 
So now they have all this money coming in. They're spending it everywhere. They're not investing. They're not taking care of their um their companies and businesses. So yeah, your mission is very, very much needed because there's not a lot of people like giving that knowledge, you know, of like, oh, hey, you have to cover you. You have to have a plan B, plan C, plan D, plan and have everything work together. Um, do you work on a, your clients on a one-on-one or how is your coaching? So, and I guess I need to make the distinction as well, because I am a licensed attorney where I live in the state of Mississippi, but in terms of coaching, that doesn't require a license because I'm not giving legal advice. Yes. So, and I try not to do one-on-one. Um, I have some group coaching programs and I have a lot of free resources as well. Um, if someone needs one-on-one no, I would, that's fine. I, I I didn't know. I didn't know what kind of coaching uh is your pro, your process of, of coaching. But, but generally people come in in cohorts and we go through a either a six or eight week program with the cohorts. I will do some VIP days, but those are kind of limited because a lot of the skills that you need, I think people benefit from group coaching mm-hmm. because Sometimes you don't know what to ask. So if you're in the room with someone else and like, oh, I didn't think about that. Or, hey, this person has the type of business that I was thinking about. It's not the business that I'm in right now, but it helps to hear that. So like, you know, I'll do a mastermind, an occasional VIP day or group coaching, but I really don't do a lot of one-on-one because there's so much to do. And at the point that you need me one-on-one, you really have bigger problems yeah. <laughs> if you need me yeah. one-on-one. No, yeah, and I can see that uh, as well. And then from that, how do you go to the podcast? Did you do the podcast before or after? So funny story. Okay, pandemic again. Um, The very first coach that I invested in their program, you know, had me doing all the things. Oh, you need to get a podcast. You need to get a newsletter. But there was no rhyme or reason behind it. It's just like, oh, you just need a podcast. And so I started the podcast last year, but I did not fall in love with the podcast until about six months ago. And it so now, <laughs> yes, like I was just doing it, but now, you know, it's kind of like my baby. So I love it. What is the name of it? It is the Play Big Faster podcast. And really, I'm not going to say it doesn't have anything to do with asset protection, <clears throat> but what, what we try to do um, is provide a safe place for entrepreneurs to come and get resources. So the goal of the podcast is every time you go to the podcast, I want you to walk away with a nugget you can use in your business right now. So I bring different people on that have resources for entrepreneurs. It's not just financial talk. It's not just insurance. It's just anything that an entrepreneur will need to improve their life and their business. I love it. And we did a podcast collaboration. So probably by the time that this is live, my episode might be live or not, but you might check out, check out her podcast to see if my interview is live. Um, is there anything else that you would like my listeners to know about you? Well, just that I am not a unicorn. The things that I do, anyone can do. Mm-hmm. It takes, it just takes a made up mind. Um, And I made the decision early on that I did not want my children's fate to be my fate. And I think a lot of it just has to do with starting these conversations at home. You know, my mother was a young mother and she had been sick for a long time, even before I could have understood a conversation about 
I'd ask that protection. So, you know, I just encourage people start the conversation early and at home. Doesn't have to be complex, but definitely make a plan for your family. I love that. Uh, where can my listeners find you? So the best place, if you would like, you know, just if you have questions, LinkedIn, and I'm at Cherie Speaks, but I also have a free Facebook group and people are in the group raising their hands, asking questions and answering other people's questions. And we have a good time in there. So it is the um, small business owners, entrepreneurs and solopreneurs group. Um, please check it out. Like I said, it's a free group and uh, we'd love to have you there. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on my show today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening to another episode. Hope you enjoy Life with Francie podcast. You know, you can find it in all major platforms as well as my YouTube channel. Uh, check out the description of the episode for her links as well as mine. I uh, hope you have a blessed day. Bye-bye.